Chapter 2 Lessons on Impermanence, Part 1 I was ten years old, playing on the living room carpet with my He-Man figures when the phone rang. My grandmother answered the phone. Next thing I know, she was crying and making a noise that terrified me. I ran to her and asked what was wrong. Through the sobbing, she said, That was Jeff. He said, Tell Linda, my mom, to welcome to the world of AIDS. I was completely clueless at the time. As I found out later, this disease was a death sentence for my mother. AIDS was new, and the medical community had no answers. Over the next two years, my mother and I became much closer. She met a great guy that took us on a cruise, took us to Disneyland, Universal Studios, and many other places. Not sure where he came from or why he did all that for us, but I'm glad he did. Last year of my mother's life was very rough. We all knew it was very bad when my mother's skin changed to a color I can't describe. It was a unique gray-blue color. Without any of us knowing at the time, my mother got in touch with Jeff. I guess they met somewhere and had a passionate conversation in his car. He then left her upwards of six miles from the house in the pouring rain. She came down with pneumonia shortly after and was forced into a hospital. We got the call a few days later of her death. I was 12 years old at the time. I was the only member of our family to give my mother a kiss on her deathbed. Part 2 After my mother passed, my grandmother took care of me. I returned to school. There were a couple strange incidents that occurred on the first day. First, I was in math class and felt very confused about our current assignment. I went to the teacher to ask for help. She said, It's not my fault you missed so much school. Figure it out. Second, a girl in the cafeteria gave me a card and offered her support. I was happy about this and asked if she wanted to go see a movie. I could use a fun distraction. Her face and later her words said it all. She thought I was disgusting to use my mother's death as a way to get a date. I just needed friends. I went through school with a lone wolf mentality. I wasn't doing well in my studies and had a hard time feeling I was part of this world. School was divided into many tribes. Rednecks, wiggers, headbangers, jocks, cheerleaders, computer and gamer nerds. I chose headbangers and started wearing shirts to show which tribe I chose. To demonstrate my new rebel toughness, I told a girl I had a crush on a story. I told her I would hide in bushes and beat old people up for their money. She wasn't very pleased and came very close to kicking my ass over it. Obviously, I didn't know how to interact with others at this point. One day, while running laps around the football field, I was shoved from behind by two jocks. After the second push, the pain in my arm was off the charts. I told the PE coach what happened. He told me I wasn't getting out of running that easy, and I needed to finish the last lap. I did, but went to the office right after. I explained the story to the office staff. They thought I was exaggerating and tried sending me back to class. 
I became stubborn and wouldn't leave until my grandmother was called. They did call. I sat waiting for a rescue while listening to laughing about the situation. I was finally scooped up and taken in for an x-ray. Before leaving, my grandmother was assured there was nothing wrong and I was just making it up. They were wrong, of course, and I needed to be in a sling for a while. Grandma went back to the school furious and removed me from the school. My grandmother became extremely overprotective and kept me out of school and didn't allow me to go outside. My life at that time became waking up, watching TV, eating lots of junk, and sleeping. I became a fat, soft mess. My uncle convinced her to get me back into school. It was a private school, the same time a Lutheran church. One day in gym class, the teacher noticed a problem with my back. It turned out to be kyphosis, and I would need to be in a back brace for at least three years. Shortly after getting my brace, my grandmother had a doctor's appointment of her own. Bad news came back. Terminal cancer. My uncle insisted my grandmother and I moved into his house. Grandma's health went south quickly. She was put under hospice care. They outfitted her room with a medical bed and various monitor devices. I looked for any way to distract myself from this reality. I spent less and less time around my grandma. She was alone most of the day on what was essentially her deathbed. I have to be honest here. I wanted my grandmother to die quickly, so I wouldn't have to deal with this again. Grandma wanted everyone to have a final gift from her. Mine was a ring with a ruby birthstone. A week later, I was preparing for a dentist appointment. My uncle handed me a phone book, told me the name of the place, and that I needed to cancel. I knew things were very bad, and just stared at the pages. Just a few minutes later, I was ushered into the room, and was told my grandma wanted to say goodbye. I kissed her. We both said I love you. She turned her head and let out her final breath. My grandmother passed. I was 14 years old.